I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. set this up and we are live so hello and welcome back to another episode of the fitness for 95ers podcast with myself andrew marsham today we're going to be covering how to make never-ending progress we've got fraser on instagram we've got a few folk watching over on facebook if you want to ask any questions by all means um let us know um today we're going to cover how to set up your lifestyle your training goals everything to make never-ending progress how do you actually achieve that level of consistency well, it's going to come down to quite a lot of factors, um, but nothing that can't be achieved and nothing that you can't continue to strive for. Now, first and foremost, progress at some point will always slow down. It will never be a continual curve, especially when it comes to specifically muscle building. Fat loss, you can get a bit more linear, but even at that stage, you will likely see plateaus at certain points, it's just a part of the process, that is what happens. Your body's a very smart machine, we'll say, um, or organism, it adapts quickly, it changes quickly, it's born to survive. Therefore, unless you're being proactive and making continual changes, then you're going to plateau at some point. Now, I think there's value in plateauing at some stage, it's rather than trying to hammer down calories or hammer up calories, at some point you're going to have to hit a plateau, then you know you're at that point, you've, you've reached your, your peak for whatever calorie level you're at or cardio level you're at or training level you're at, then it's simply making an adjustment and progress and continue to go again. Um, so it's not, it's not that you want to ever always avoid plateaus. They are going to come. They're just a part of the process. But we can certainly mitigate them as much as possible. Now, how do you actually make consistent, continual progress then? As a never-ending cycle of a tweak, adjust, or measure, tweak, and adjust. I have been training for nearly nine years. This coming January will be nine years in the gym for me. Every single week, I still do a check-in. There was periods of years where I didn't do it, but even now, nine years in, I check in every single week. I take measurements every single week. I weigh in five times per week. I take photos, measurements, the lot. It is a continual struggle for progress for me. I will always want to go some direction, whether that's building muscle, whether that's burning fat, I will want to do something. Will there be a point I might just turn and say, fuck, I'm happy? Maybe, I don't know, it's not yet. (laughs) But we will see when that comes. So first and foremost, you have to actually be measuring what you're doing. Are you doing all of these things in a daily basis? Are you following a structured plan? If you're not measuring anything, how can you ever know you're progressing? What gets measured gets improved, and what gets measured gets managed. So 
Firstly, solid plan. It always comes down to a solid plan and structure. Are you following a solid workout plan? Are you following a solid nutritional plan? What are the things that you need to put in place that you can actually hit consistently and then improve and track on? If you don't have a baseline, if you don't have anything to compare last week's performance to, then how do you know you're going in the right direction? Ah, I think I've done the 20s for 10 reps last week. Let's, let's see if I can get 11 this week. You, you don't remember. You, you just don't. Um, there's maybe one or two. You remember your first couple of lifts that day, or maybe you remember your squats if it was a PR or something. But the reality is you're not remembering a week's worth of workouts and rep ranges to the T um, unless there's something wrong with you. <laughs> or something very right with you. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one up for debate. Um, but simply tracking, recording, and putting a plan in place, and then being able to measure your progress moving forward. Set the plan, the manageable plan. Then, Neil, we've got Neil on Instagram. How you doing, Neil? Alan, good to see you on as well, mate. Alan's joining us for the Challenge Monday. 21-day challenge, Fatless Challenge does start Monday for those who are listening in on lives just now and aren't involved. Last chance to get involved, closes tomorrow. Um, but for those, if you, once you have that solid structure in place, you will then just go through different, what's called mesocycles. These are different periods of training. This could be like an eight-week phase where you're focusing on one certain aspect. Maybe it may be hypertrophy or fat, specific muscle building that's known as. So this is where you may be focusing, say, for example, let's just for talking sake, an eight to 12 rep range, you're trying to build a bit of lean muscle tissue. Maybe you're, you're roughly aiming to, to increase your body weight by around 1% per month. That's a good range of aim, a good range to aim for. Then what do you do? You change it up. You change up the rep ranges, you change up the exercises slightly. It doesn't need to be massive overhauls or massive variations, but there's different um, adaptions to be made in each range. So therefore, you would then switch up the cycle. This can happen anything from eight to 16 weeks. Honestly, the closer you are to the start, the less changes you need to make. If you are starting out week one in the gym, have never lifted a weight, have never followed a set structured program, you could run a program for fucking 12 months and you'd be brand new. You would make progress every single week. And see, in all honesty, it would probably be a great idea. No jokes. Um, the fact that you would then have consistency in the movements that you're doing, consistency in the progress that you're seeing, you know what exercises you're doing, you know what the plan is, and you know how to progress it each week. Um, oh, there's Amy on. I need to give her a shout out as well. Um, so for those who are in the earlier stages, longer program lengths are perfectly fine. If you're in a specific muscle building phase as well, a good 16-week program where you're focused on progressing the same workouts week in, week out, it's not a bad idea. Is that maybe a bit more tedious than normal? Yes. But do you want to make progress or do you want to have maybe slightly tedious workouts? Find what you enjoy. Then piece that together in a program that makes sense. Now, the continual progress aspect comes in and you constantly gauge in your performance. Now, your performance defined as how are you actually performing in the gym? Are you improving or progressively overloading? Are you doing more weight, more reps with the same weight? Are you doing the same reps with more weight? Are you doing a slow negative, but doing the same reps? There's a million different ways you can progress. It's not just by adding weight. Now you can make it more difficult with shorter rest periods and things like that. But for most cases, it's going to be adding more reps, adding more weight, or maybe slowing the reps down, slowing the eccentrics down, something along those lines for the majority of cases. Now, if you're not doing one of those 
you're not progressing. Simple as that. Now, that is not the case. It doesn't need to be always the case. You could have different goals at different times. So if you have a fat loss goal, for example, you want to get really lean. Let's take it myself when I'd done the photo shoot at the start of the year. My weights were not progressing. I was not getting stronger. I was getting leaner. Now, if you're in the early stages, again, if you're just starting out, you've never been truly exposed to a structured plan, then you can get leaner and progress the weights quite easily um, if everything is in place. But it's far better if you're maybe a few years in to focus on one, one at a time in different phases again. And it should always be different phases. If you're constantly going to the gym, doing the same exercises with the same weights, eating the same things week in, week out, nothing's ever going to change. By you, you get what you've got by doing what you've always done. If there's no changes, if there's no additional stimulation, if there's no real focus or direction or plan or measuring or progress, you're just going to end up in the grey zone. You're going to be spinning your wheels, going absolutely nowhere. Listen, I have done it. I've done it for three years probably. There was a period in my training where I was I was going out on a Friday and coming home on a Sunday. Um, I was doing some not so good things. Um, and that resulted in me training during the week, feeling like shit on a Monday, not really been up to much until Tuesday evening, maybe Wednesday, repeating the cycle again. No real progress, doing the same workouts, doing the same things, eating hardly any food at the weekends, not feeling it on the Monday. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to make progress and make this a lifestyle and continually see progress, you have to get serious about it. If you want to make never-ending progress, you have to be never-endingly consistent. Now, I'm talking about people who are in a consistent, who are doing things consistently, who are ticking the boxes day in, day out. If you're not even hitting two, three, four workouts consistently in a week, then you need to dial that in. If you can't stay consistent with your nutrition for a period of five to seven days, if it's a constant cycle of four days, Monday through Thursday, you're okay, and then Friday to Sunday, it's just fucking blow the lid off it. You need to look at that first. If you, are, you can't address the simple basics, then you don't have any um, right or that was probably the wrong word there, any right to consider all these different training methods and different training phases and things that you could be using. Now, if you're not, if you don't know how to enjoy the process, if you don't know how to train, if you don't know how to eat to actually enjoy the process and set it up for you in a lifestyle that, that, that suits you and is enjoyable, then ask the fucking question. Um, I don't know how many times I have, I, I mean, for anyone who's listening to this and is stuck and is struggling, just ask. Ask for help. I will have some resources to send over. I can pass something your way. I can give you a bit of advice. The quickest way you can progress is by asking someone. Um, yes, you can go and invest hours into researching YouTube videos, watching my content, listening to my podcast. Listen, you can do that. I've done it for years. That is the road I went, and it took me a very long time, and I would never do it again. Anytime I want some, something done now, I go and speak to someone. I go and pay someone. I done it last night. I invested a hell of a lot of money into something that is going to increase my business, that is going to help me with LinkedIn, for example. So, if you have a problem, if you have an issue where you, you lack knowledge in a certain area, then the only thing stopping you from getting your result is that lack of knowledge. The quickest way to get the knowledge is to pay someone who has it. Simple. 
then it's up to you to lay the foundation and actually hit the plan. Stay consistent with it, measure it, track it, progress it each week. If you want to make, as I said, never-ending progress, you have to embrace this as a never-ending cycle. Most people will join a fitness program or do like the three-week fat loss challenge. The three-week fat loss challenge that I'm doing next week is great. It's going to be excellent, but it is not three weeks and you're done. It is a precursor to a long-term commitment. I am simply giving people the opportunity to see what I do on a small scale. That's the only purpose behind that challenge. That three-week challenge is not to lose 10 pounds and then see you later on, back to, back to where we were. When you embrace this as a complete shift in your lifestyle, your habits, your behaviors, then you will see never-ending progress. You have to become the person that you want to be. Who, what, what is the person that you want to be doing on a daily basis? Are they eating right? Are they sleeping right? Are they on point with their hydration? Are they training? Are they focused? Are they consistent? Is that who you want to be? If it is, then you have to start acting like that today. Not next week, not next month, not New Year, not when the lockdown's over because that'll be fucking 2030. Um, so whatever you want to be, whatever you want to become, you have to start acting like it today, tomorrow, this week, Monday, the start of the fat loss challenge. Um, whatever, you, whatever you, you, as I said, whatever that person you want to become, you have to start acting like them. Habits, routines, human beings run on there's a great book called The Power of a The Power of uh, Power of Habits or Atomic Habits, sorry, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, really good book. I listened to it in Audible, and it talks about the power of compounding, the small habits that stack up. Humans operate on something like, and I'm going to butcher the number. It's eighty to ninety plus percent subconscious, which means you are not making ninety percent. You're 90% of the decisions you're making are subconsciously done in the back of your mind. It's not conscious thought. It's not something you think about and actually act on. So therefore, if you can start programming your subconscious to operate at the level you want it to subconsciously, you, you increase your chances 90%. Because if you can ingrain habits that just simply become autopilot, that just simply become something you do, you no longer need to think about it. It's subconscious. I don't need to think about going to the gym. I don't need to think about prepping my meals. I don't need to think about drinking enough water each day. I don't need to think about having the supplements in the morning, having the supplements before bed. I just do them. It's, and it's not, it's not me saying, I'm better than you. I do all these things. I'm fucking, the sun shines out my ass. It is not me saying that. It is the consistent repetition that I have used over the last probably three to four years. I've had a really good training run. Is that consistent repetition of discipline and consistency that it's now no longer even a thought? I just do it, get on with it, and that's what that's that's who I am. That's the person I am, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And that's how you make continual, never-ending progress. Focus on your structure, get a plan, continual measurement of what you're doing. If you're just floating about the gym doing X, Y, Z this day, X, Y, Z that day, doing a wee bit of this here, I'm having some of this today, I'm having some of that next week. Food-wise, it's all over the place. I'm having a Greg's for my lunch, Chinese for my dinner, and then next week I'm having a salad tomorrow. Like, if, you're, if there's no consistency, you can't really make any progress in a, in a predictable manner. Um, so firstly, get consistent, structure the plan, 
Focus, stay consistent and get your habits in line. Then start focusing on some routines and things like that. But as I said, become the person that you want to be today, tomorrow, now. Um, not next week. So we're going to dive into the Q&A. Um, if anyone has any questions on Instagram or Facebook, um, then we will get them answered. So Alan has jumped in straight away on Instagram, so we will address that. Um, I usually struggle with structure at the gym and end up pissing about. 100% Alan, listen, so many people completely undervalue time. Like, you are getting one life, one shot, that's it. If I can do something to speed up a process, if I can do something to save myself time, it is more valuable than money. Hands down. Because I can make more money, I can't get back more time. So what Alan's talking about there is you go into the gym, you bounce about, you don't really do it, you'd be, you be as well not going. You think you've done, okay, you maybe got a workout in, it's probably better than nothing, but did it move you towards your goal? Fuck knows, you've not even got a goal. Um, so really getting a structure around what you're doing in the gym is A, going to save you time, B, going to ensure you're moving in the right direction, and C, going to clear your head. Nobody likes being in a gym frustrated and confused, not knowing what to do next, not knowing how to structure things. Listen, I've been there. I've done it myself for years, um, and I would never, ever do it again. And there's so much accessibility to things nowadays, content, help, resources, people like me, so much access to that. You just can't. There's just no excuse for not being able to progress in this current environment. There just isn't. I know there's a hell of a lot of noise out there and bullshit and nonsense and all that sort of stuff. But go to someone who's respected. Listen, it doesn't need to be me, but you can see the results we get for the guys that work with us. Um, just fo focus in a singular... Go, in, go, go singular with your focus in terms of who you listen to. Tip, pick one person and, and do what they say for a couple of months. See what happens. Um, if they've got good results, the likelihood is you'll probably get good results as well. Um, so let's kind of dive into the Q&A. Hopefully that answers your question. Well, it was more of a statement from Alan. Um, and Alan is joining us for the three-week challenge. Um, starting Monday. So Alan's going to have some structure. He is going to have some um, programs for the gym as well. Um, so let's dive into the Q&A here um, from the client side of things. If anyone to get any questions, Stuart, yourself, if you get anyone, I believe I, I believe that's Tony. Is it Tony? Um, that's on the chat. Red MI. I'm not sure whose name it is. Um, Tony, stick it in the chat if it's yourself, mate. Um, just so, so I've got some clarity around that. Um, not sure. Anyways, we appreciate Q and A, Q and A, Q and A. So let me see. Let me see. Benefits of compound movements vis specific muscle targeting. This is from Alan Reeve. Well, they both have benefits. Compound um, exercises will burn more calories. They are more difficult movements. They are more challenging. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Good man, Tony. Um, so, compound exercises are more difficult. They are more challenging. They are probably your meat and potatoes. But isolations are just important. Is important. Now, again, it comes down to what you want. Do you want to look leaner, fitter, aesthetic, healthier? Then a blend of both is going to be fantastic. If you're someone who wants to power lift, for example, I, I highly doubt there's any powerlifts listening to this, but just for context, then you need to focus on compound movements. Now, if you're someone who wants to you be fitter, leaner, healthier, more athletic, I think it's great to include the compound movements. They are core movements. Um, 
there is a, the perfect blend is the perfect program always includes a blend of them. No one is better than the other. They are they are separate in their own right. A bicep curl is not the same as a deadlift. A deadlift has a purpose. A bicep curl is a purpose. They each have their own. A bicep curl is not going to put ten pounds of a mass on me. Um, a deadlift isn't going to do much for my biceps. Um, so it's all about piecing it together in a plan and looking at it from an objective perspective of what do I want to achieve? I want to be aesthetic, lean, fit, healthy, muscular. That, and I want a challenge. I like the challenge of getting in and doing a compound lift. I like the, the isolation element as well um, of growing, seeing hypertrophy, building muscle. Therefore, that's going to tie into what I want to do as well. So for me, mix of both is usually um, the sweet spot. But again, tie it back into what you're looking, exactly looking for. Um, Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. Always got one for Stuart. Oh, Stuart, disappointing. You've got one for yourself this week. <laughs> Normally got one for Stuart. <laughs> um, let me see. So, Jordan, nope. Craig, nope. Tony, let me see. Oh, Tony's got one and he's on. If you're trying to gain muscle and potentially gain weight, how much cardio and what kind of cardio should you include in your daily routine? Um, Tony, I have absolutely no idea um, how much cardio you used to include in your daily routine. Um, now, when it comes to building muscle, some people will say that, and I've got, I'll give you a frame of reference as opposed to just being a cheeky bastard. Um, so, <laughs> uh, for, for some people will often say that you should completely cut out cardio when it comes to muscle building. I disagree. Now, cardio is good for a lot of things. Digestion, health and fitness levels, cardiovascular endurance, keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself healthy. To me, it's just good to be physically fit. And that is also going to transfer positively into your muscle building workouts. If you have more cardiovascular endurance, you can probably go longer in sets. You've got a bit more fitness about you. You could probably extend a set. There's maybe some science out there. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I am a coach. <laughs> now, I should, I should probably go and look, at, look for these things, but... I'm quite busy. <laughs> so when it comes to cardiovascular and things like that, fitness, I like to include some form of cardiovascular fitness. Firstly, it keeps hunger levels high. The benefits I mentioned are in weight training, extending sets, and it's just good to be fit and healthy. And you're probably going to be able to eat more food. Like if you're burning more calories, you get to eat more. <laughs> that's that's just a simple fact so if i can do something that allows me to eat more food i will do it now how much and what type depends it depends what you like um like if you're staying reasonably active around the ten thousand step mark there may not be additional cardio really required unless you have a specific fitness goal again what i would maybe recommend is some and this is what we do with uh, jordan who's now a coach jordan will do he's the quite an aggressive muscle building goal for the last since April, five, six months, he's been doing a 5K each week and keeping to 10 to 15,000 steps most days. See, for me, that's an absolutely fantastic range for most to sit at. If you can do something like that, if you can go out and run a 5K and you can keep a step count like that up on a consistent basis, you're very active, you're in a nice place. And that, in turn, will only lead to positive benefits when it comes to building muscle. As I said, you've probably got more energy, your fitness levels are higher, you can handle more workload, better improved digestion, improved sleep, 
all these different downstream effects. So for me, it's not about completely cutting out the cardio. Again, it's not something I would hammer home every day. Um, but just keeping a bare minimum when you really do have an aggressive muscle building goal is something that I find beneficial. And we'll never, personally, I will never cut it out. I will always do some form of cardio. I am blessed that I can work and do cardio. So I'll just go on the incline treadmill and go for half an hour to an hour sometimes. Maybe a, a couple of half hour slots during the day um, or something along those lines. For me, that works. Um, but I, then again, see if it's a nice evening or if it's like a cool, chilled day, you know, like and the sun's out, I will go for a run. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll just out the door and go for it um, and have some some extra calories when I get back. Um, that's how I gauge it. There is no real hard and fast rules. You have to get a bit more structured with things when you're on the fat loss phase and you're using it as a tool to burn calories though. Um, I will put that caveat in. Um, Louise, if you lose weight really quickly, are you more likely to put it back on? Yes, you are. Um, the severity of how you lose, fat, lose weight will often show the severity of how quickly you regain it. That is why people who go on crash diets when things like Herbalife are the same or worse a couple of months later. 90, 98% on the, I believe it's 98% of diets fail within a two year period and worse, the stats are actually worse. So as people diet down, go back to old habits, they lose the motivation, there's no real structure in place, there's no real accountability, the weight gets regained, but this time the metabolism's slower, you actually put some, do what's called body fat overshooting. So I'm going to get scientific here, actually. Um, so strap yourselves in. Now, there was a study done in rats. And now rodent studies are very common for anyone who isn't aware of scientific research. So that's what like, the majority of studies are done in, I'd, ima I'd imagine. That's, that's a bold statement. But the majority of studies that I see in, are rodent studies. They're very easy to control. You can't really control what, you can't put a human in a box and overfeed it or underfeed it for hours. Like, it's, it, that's difficult. But you can do it with rodents. So they looked at, or they, and I'll butcher this, but I'll, I'll get the concept. So. Rats were taken to a starvation level. Now, what happened was the starved down rats, or they, they underfed them, calorically, calorically restricted them, if I can speak, um, calorically restricted them for a period of time. They then overfed them rapidly. So they rapidly overfed them. Now, this is what happens when you diet down on one of these Herbalife shakes or like Cambridge diet and things like that. These things that are like 800 calories and stuff. Psychos if you're doing that. Um, and it's honestly, it's not, nine times out of 10, it's not the person's fault. Um, but what happened was the, the the rats regained the body fat. Now, fat cells shrink. That's what happens. When you lose body fat, you don't lose. It's very difficult to actually lose fat cells. It can be done, but most of the time, fat cells will shrink. Now, what they found was the fat cells shrunk down, and when they rapidly regained body weight, body fat, the fat cells actually grew, but they also grew new fat cells because they couldn't deposit the fat quickly enough into the existing cells. Now, what happened was the rats overate until the fat cells were the same size, the exact, like within a a nano micrometer, midges bore here is a Glasgow measure, um, 
of the fat cell, they got to the same size, but there was more of them because the rapid regain of weight caused more fat cells to, to have to grow or have to form. So um, what they found was the rats actually overshot their body weight because now they were the exact same size as before. This theory that you have a body fat set point, that they actually reached the same size as they were before the fat cells, but now there was more of them, so they were heavier and had more body fat. And this was because they'd done a, a, a rapid diet with a rapid regain phase. So doing things in a more long-term, slow basis, the slower you can lose weight, not the slower you can lose weight, the better, but not to the extent where you have to lose three, four, five pounds every single week if you're someone who, say, 130 pounds. Like if you're lose, trying to aim for three to five percent of your body weight for a week, per week, for example. That is completely unsustainable. 1% of body weight per week is a great weight, a great rate of weight loss. 1% to 1.5% is fantastic. If you can do that consistently for a period of time, you'll be successful and maintain the habits that got you there. Um, Alan, so, doo -doo -doo. recovering from my illness and how long does the body need? This is going to be very individual. Depends what the illness is, depends on the person, depends how you're recovering. Go on how you feel. That's what I will say to everyone. When it comes to exercise, lifting weights in particular, if you're really, really unwell, if you can't get out of bed, forget it. <laughs> like, just rest up, stay hydrated, try and stay in nutrition if you can. Ease yourself in slowly. Start with some walks, maybe some light cardio. Build just yourself up gradually. Again, everyone should be looking at this of the, from the perspective of you're doing this the rest of your life. So think about what you need now, 10 weeks, 10 years, 10 months, not just tomorrow. Yes, everybody wants to get hammer and tongs back into the gym most of the time. If you've been off sick and Alan's lost over 22 kilos, um, so he's done really well. Um, Oh, we've got Darn Hill on the Instagram. Darn, how you doing, mate? Just thought I'd give you a quick shout out. Um, Darn's a big fan of a beer. <laughs> so if you are if someone who's dying to get back into it, sometimes it's better just to take a step back. Come listen to your body. That's what we'll say. It's very, um, very hard to make a recommendation. Listen to your body. If you can, if you can ease yourself back in slowly, brilliant. Um, you'll be perfect. Um, do, do, do. Do, 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 Josh Kane, right? Josh Kane, so I'll voice note Josh for that. Um, but that is us. Um, nice hair, thanks, Dan. You like it? Got it cut today. Um, hopefully, you've all enjoyed that. Um, for anyone who hasn't done so already, 21 day challenge starts on Monday. If you're listening to this podcast back, it will be starting tomorrow because um, this podcast will come out on Sunday. It may already have started. Um, and if it has, well, you're too late. <laughs> um, if you are too late for the challenge, grab yourself a free meal plan. It will be linked in the show notes below. Um, and if you need any help, as I said, if you're struggling with anything, fat loss-wise, fitness-wise, health-wise, health -wise, if I can speak right, health-wise, then all you have to do is drop me a message. As I said, I'm here to help. Hopefully you all enjoyed this. If you did, um, leave a review, let me know how you got on, screenshot it, tag me in your stories, that would be massively appreciated, um, and I'll see you all in the next one. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two. 
kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waste. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.